0: you're listening to the miami guides podcast
1: you know one thing that th- there's a lot of negative that you can take away from the pandemic but there's actually much more positive that you can take away w- what it did was it allowed it allowed brands that were doing everything wrong or maybe they were doing everything right and not getting the right results it allowed everybody to reset and start over
0: Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Miami Guides podcast. Today we have a special guest on the show. He is a TV host, travel expert and branding strategist for the tourism and hospitality industry. His name is Scott Eddy. In this interview we talked with Scott about what inspired him to start as a travel expert traveling all over the world, and how the hospitality industry can succeed with digital marketing. So stay tuned, Scott has an inspiring story I can't wait to share with you all. Coming up right now. Welcome back everyone. I'm super excited about our guest today. We got the world travel expert, Scott Eddy, in the house. How's it going, Scott?
1: It's going good, Uh, considering the the world is in a pandemic right now. um, Mm. South Florida is starting to get some life breathed back into it, which is nice.
0: Yeah, definitely it is, Uh, especially now with spring break. It's a little bit crazy. It's a lot of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you so much for uh, coming to the coming on the show. I'm really excited to uh, yeah hear your story, and yeah, I can't wait to, to uh, share it on, on the podcast with our audience. So, c- could you tell us uh, yeah a little bit about yourself and you know, why did you uh, get started in in the travel industry? What inspired you to start it?
1: So my background is a little bit unorthodox. Um, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, and my father was a Fort Lauderdale police officer for 11 years. So when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time in the police department um, just learning how to be a cop because that's the only thing that I've ever wanted to be. I My plan was to finish high school, immediately join the police academy, become a cop retire and die like my life was very much mapped out 3 weeks before i graduated high school my father was killed in the line of duty in a plane crash mm-hmm. and it really turned my world upside down and i didn't know what i wanted to do i was completely lost one thing two things i really knew for sure one i didn't want to be a police officer anymore and number two i really i hated school with everything that, inside of me and there was no way i was going to college So, eventually, my friend's friend was a stockbroker in New York, and he called me and he got me involved in this training program for an investment banking firm in Fort Lauderdale. And I joined, and it was the only job I ever had, and I did it for ten years, all of the nineties, and it was great. I mean, I learned how to sell from the best of the best on Wall Street, and then they sold the firm. I resigned and I went on a trip to go visit my friend who was an expat living in Bangkok. And I called my mom after four days. I said, send my stuff. I'm never coming home. And I lived in Europe and Asia for 17 years.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's (laughs) a big uh, difference uh, with uh, uh, the finance industry. So Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, surrounded by egos and assholes for 10 years wasn't really where I wanted to spend the rest of my life. And it just, fate brought me over to Asia and I was just surrounded by really nice people. And it was an exploding economy. I went over there in 99, right before Southeast Asia really blew up. Okay. And I, I just loved it. I ended up living in Bangkok for 11 years.
0: Wow. So you you, you must have seen a lot of the world. Uh, yeah, I follow you on uh, on social media and yeah, all the pictures and photographs you take, videos, mm-hmm are really amazing um thanks so much yes yeah, so you recently went to africa i saw yeah
1: i i went to kenya and we were bouncing around for nine days we were doing we did a few safaris uh it's just an, it's an incredible country normally i go there once or twice a year um i'm, I'm very very fortunate to travel to places like that and and especially right now, East Africa has actually been open for a while. they They weren't hit super hard with this pandemic because they took security precautions. Like I, I was just over there for nine days, like I said, all around Kenya, and they were very, very, very safe. We had to take a a, a, a test before we got on the plane. We took another test when we got there. and then before we left, I mean, we're taking tests all the time. Wow, that's all we did. Yeah. All of Kenya doesn't have as many cases as Florida. Okay. It's crazy, like a whole country.
0: So they really, uh, yeah, take it uh, strict on there. So, Absolutely, and you, and you got to see the the big five.
1: I did. I did. We we didn't see the rhino until the last day, the the afternoon right before we left that night. But, yeah, we, we actually made it. Nice. Uh, the, the first four we got right away in the first few days. But the Rhino wasn't until the last day.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, So, so uh, traveling all over the world, um, yeah, what made you decide to go in, in the travel industry to be a, a travel expert?
1: So it, it sort of happened organically. I was living in Bangkok when social media first came out was invented and I, my friend's friend was in Hong Kong and he sort of started talking to me about opening up a digital agency and when he when he mentioned that to me I didn't even know what those words meant like it was so new imagine hearing those words in you know 2004 2005 it, it, like it wasn't it wasn't a hot a hot uh, company to start like it is today you know you're cool if you have a digital agency yeah, sure. so uh i ended up starting one which became the first digital agency in southeast asia and that was when all the hotels were entering the thai islands Bali, singapore macau hong kong and we were the go-to digital agency to build out all their strategies handle their social do everything And we were the biggest and we were the fastest growing for five years. And then I sold the agency really after I understood strategies, understood social, understood the tourism world. And then I just built up my personal brand. So now I operate as a digital agency. Like I provide a lot of services, um, but just under my name. So I just don't have an office. I, I haven't had a home for eight years. I just bounce around. I live in hotels. Wow! You know wherever my phone is my office. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. I, I, I can see from your travels, it's uh, amazing all the places that you visit. So, <laughs> so, so your personal brand is uh, very important, I guess.
1: It's the most important. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that matters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and what's a. Uh, yeah. What what kind of so you're in branding and marketing for the the hospitality sector? Um, yeah, mostly.
1: Yeah, we do a little bit in the automotive as well. Like I work with Lexus and Toyota heavily as well, and um, you know, various various other brands and spirits and wine and things like that. But mm-hmm. prim- primarily, it's hotels, tourism boards, destinations, things like that.
0: Okay. And what, what do you think uh, is uh, important f- yeah, for uh, in this sector for branding uh, and who is doing uh, good at the moment?
1: So, you know, one thing that th- there's a lot of negative that you can take away from the pandemic, but there's actually much more positive that you can take away. W- what it did was it allowed... It allowed brands that were doing everything wrong, or maybe they were doing everything right, but not getting the right results. It allowed everybody to reset and start over because everybody had to reset at once. It's not like there were people that had a head start. Mm -hmm. So it, it forced people that did not really believe in digital and social to, it forced them to they didn't have a choice but to believe in it because there was no other way to talk to their audience. There was no other way to keeping you know, the communication, the lines of communication open than to sit down and build an audience and engage. And really, what, what I really love, and this is what I emphasize on my brand on a daily basis, is I really love that a lot of brands out there humanize their brand. Mm-hmm. So you saw like a lot of local restaurants... They just turn the camera around, the owners or the chefs, and just talk to the audience. You know what kind of safety protocols they're putting into place, how their business had to pivot overnight, and the people that did that really—those are the people that got successful immediately.
0: Right. Yeah. So actually, yeah, you saw a lot of good things coming out of this pandemic uh, by, yeah, brands being more, yeah, humanized. And also, I guess, uh, social media got a really uh, big boost because everybody yeah. had more time spending time on social media as well.
1: 100%. So,
0: yeah. So uh, I see also that you are currently uh, busy with a, a conference for the uh, the the hospitality 2021. Can you yes. tell us a little bit more about it? So. Absolutely.
1: So myself and two of my friends, actually the guy who does all my video work and the uh, hotels and tourism boards, he runs all my Facebook ads and does all my background analytics. He, those two guys, we put together a conference for the hospitality industry, basically. Hospitality and travel has gotten absolutely crushed. Okay. So what what are we doing? We gathered together some of the world's foremost experts in this industry. And it's it's much more than a conference, it's a conversation. And it's 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 people talking about how they pivoted and when they pivoted, what did they do? How did they like how they changed their thinking and how quickly they did it? And how has the customer mindset changed moving forward in 2021? Because now you're marketing to a completely different audience. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now it's not only for a restaurant. It's not only do you have pretty dishes and can I come to your restaurant and take an Instagram photo? You know, now it's when I get to your restaurant, what kind of safety protocols is put into place? How close am I going to be to the next person? Um, You know, like, are your, is your staff wearing masks? Are are you religious about making your customers wear masks? You know, there's so many more things that you have to worry about now. Yeah. And I just think it's really important that we we all band together as one and help each other rise through what... Listen, even though South Florida is open, even though Florida is more open than anywhere else in the world, I got news for you. We still have a long road to recovery. There are still a lot of people out there that are bleeding, that are hurting, that have lost their job, that have lost loved ones. And we have to all go together. It doesn't matter if you have restaurants right next door to each other. We have to band together and get through this together. Right. And if we do that, you know, it's 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 going to be good for everybody. Yeah
0: well it's it's amazing that you are organizing uh, this conference and and helping uh, businesses to come out of it um i think definitely it's important that we yeah support, support each other as much as possible uh what kind of advice do you have for uh, for people in in the uh, hospitality sector at the moment Listen,
1: I, I will say that, you know, we're currently undergoing the most dramatic change in the hospitality industry in, in that's ever happened. Right. So what, one thing is that I would say is embrace, embrace the change. Don't fight. You're never going to be technology. So you might as well go all in instead of trying to resist change. I, I can't stress enough how people need to embrace digital marketing and social media and go as hard as you can. You know, I, I, it really, it still baffles me that whenever hard times come around the first people that especially restaurants and hotels, the first thing that they do is they drop PR and marketing Mm -hmm. where those are the people that you need. These are your crutches during any sort of crisis. So, you know, it's the worst thing that you can do is go dark during a time like this. You need to really embrace it and do everything that you can to hire internally. And, and I'm telling you this because I, pro- I provide services to this industry. So, you know, they outsource things to me. And I'm telling, I tell clients every day that your best dollar that you can spend is hire staff full-time internally. Nobody knows your business, like people that are there on the front line every single day, right,
0: right
1: You know there's still going to be a lot of people out there that want to outsource or they need help or you know that maybe they have one or two people inside, but they still need a team on the outside, maybe maybe to run the Facebook ads to help with the design, the creatives, things like that. But you have to have people on the ground on the front line. you have to. And and most of the problems that restaurants and hotels have, especially, is you ask them, do you have somebody who handles social media? Because it's the first thing I ask when I get to a hotel. Everybody says yes. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that that person also has 15 other job responsibilities. Social media is last on the list. And it's only if they get time.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's very important. Mistake? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very important that you have the in-house knowledge of digital. I mean, Facebook ads, uh, social media, and et cetera, that can give you really a big advantage uh, nowadays, especially in this time. Absolutely. So what what are your future plans? Uh, Will you do more conferences? Uh, Where where is your next uh, travel destination?
1: So I have a lot of trips that are in the pipeline. The problem with trips right now are nothing can be confirmed until very last minute because you don't know when the borders are going to close, somebody's going to have an outbreak, maybe you get tested and you're positive or maybe it's a false positive. You just don't know what's going on. So while I have many trips I, I'd say six or seven in Europe and Asia, and then maybe three or four here in the U.S. I just don't know when they're going to come around. Mm-hmm. For Kenya, I had four
0: days' notice. Oh wow, that's it's a choice. I just,
1: I well, you just, you don't have a choice. You don't mm-hmm. have a choice. This morning, I had a phone call about doing something in New York because New York is starting to lightly open up, mm-hmm. and if that went through, they wanted me. a flight tonight so but it changed and now we're probably going to do it sometime in april but that's how last minute these these trips are right now um as far as conferences are concerned we actually plan on doing hospitality 2022 23 24 we have them all mapped out to 2025. so this is just the first one um, like I said, we have some of the biggest names in the hospitality industry speaking. It's over two days. So we're doing it virtual, but we also do have a in-person session because we're filming it live at a Loft in Delray Beach. You're more than welcome to come up one day. It's both Thursday and Friday next week. Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it'll be amazing, you know? I think it'll help a lot of people. And if honestly, if it, if I help one person, it's a success.
0: Uh, well, that's, yeah, I think it's, uh, well, it's a great thing you're doing. Uh, where can people uh, sign up for this?
1: So you go to hospitality2021.com or just look in the bio of my uh, Instagram account or Facebook, or whatever, all my social, and you'll see, also see that it tagged in there and you can find the social. It's hospitality underscore... 2021
0: on Instagram. Okay. And this is a live event and also broadcasted on social.
1: Correct. Correct. And and we're, you know, much more important than how many people are logging on live, which I I know we're going to get a decent amount. I also think that what's really going to be beneficial is after we're recording the whole thing, and then we're going to chop it up into certain segments and little tidbits and push those out on social. I think that's where a lot of people are going to get value from this. Mm,
0: yeah, uh, uh, nice. Well, that's great. So, uh, what's the favorite thing uh, you you like to do when you're not working? Because it seems like you're always busy <laughs> traveling and organizing and conference now as yeah. well. Uh, what do you do so, in your free so, time? Yeah,
1: so I'm based here in South Florida, and I don't really have a base. I mean. I've been at this hotel at the Aloft in Delray Beach since June, just because it's a good base for me. My publicist lives in Delray and things like that. But typically, I I always make my round trips to and from South Florida. So I always have one or two or three days in between my trips. So I always stay at a hotel where I have meetings or events or where I'm hanging out in between. So I'm in Miami a lot and I'm in Fort Lauderdale a lot. Uh, it's very rare that I'm this far north. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do spend quite a bit of time in Miami. Um, you know, I, I just, I like South Florida. It's easy. And now it's, now it's booming. Everybody that I know that does real estate, they have, a they have a long list of people that want inventory, but they have no inventory. So it's, it's the hottest place in the country to move right now. So we're in good shape.
0: Yeah, the South Florida is definitely booming at the moment. A lot of New Yorkers are c- coming to uh, Miami and yep. South Florida as well. So what's your favorite place in uh, Miami to, to hang out at?
1: To be honest, it's an oldie but a goodie. I, I love doing Sunday brunch at Nicky Beach. Uh, Nicky it's Beach. just... Yeah, nice. You know, it's I, I, I work heavily with the brand. Um, and... You know, a, a lot of friends work there and I, I just I've known the family since I was growing up. They are all from Fort Lauderdale. So I, I just love it. It's great atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love Beach. It's, it's an uh, amazing place, especially Sunday brunch is uh, amazing as well. So, uh, Scott, well, thank you so much. Um, where can people follow you uh yeah share your links websites
1: i'm mr scott eddy on all platforms and including my domain mr scott eddy.com E D D
0: all right great well uh well i love uh, to follow you uh love your uh, sunrise time lapses on on <laughs> it. Uh, they're amazing and uh, yeah let's uh, keep in touch uh, it was nice I, talking I to you I appreciate it Mike
1: thank you so much absolute pleasure is mine yeah,
0: thank you for your time Scott
1: alright
0: man <laughs> All take right. care hey guys I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Miami Guide podcast as much as we enjoyed creating it well you can find more information about our guest in the show notes and if you haven't subscribed to our show yet, please take out your phone right now and subscribe to The Miami Guide podcast so that you don't have to miss another show. All of our episodes are also on our website, themiamiguide.com. And I would love to hear your feedback about the episodes. I appreciate if you'd leave me a review on iTunes. Well, we have more episodes coming up. We're brewing with IDs. Stories and content we can't wait to share with you. Well, once again, my name is Mike and I'm here to inspire you with amazing stories, capturing the vibes of Miami and help you discover the magic of this city. You can follow us online everywhere as The Miami Guide on Instagram, Facebook and our website themiamiguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode.